Oh, yeah. It's time to run a zoo, play with tigers, smoke some meth, turn straight guys gay, get your hand bit off, try and kill a bitch, actually kill your husband, start a cult, kill yourself, be a scam artist, run for governor, go to jail, make some epic music videos, and honestly, anything else under the sun you can think of. Because on this episode of Geeked Up Presents Netflix and Chat, we watch Tiger King. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is the cool cat to my kitten, Liam Whaler. Yo, yo, yo! <laughs> Don't forget about my yeah. presidential run now, either. Uh... Oh, that's right. There was a president run. <laughs> Literally, like you said, this is, it has it all. Yeah, there's. Uh, I'm sure there's a million things I left out in that intro, because there really is. This is short of nothing but just epic great. <laughs> Now, that yo, 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 was that your speaking Joe Exotic voice? Now, do your country music video Joe Exotic voice. Yo, Somehow, yo, yo, yo. I got a feeling we're going to hear that... from Exotic Joe later. Uh... Yeah. Plus, so something tells me we'll talk about how that definitely is not his him singing those songs. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> like... I'm just driving around <laughs> listening to me singing, and it's, you know, he's got his Bradley <laughs> Cooper voice going on. Like you're gonna let them old time dies. You're gonna let them old times die. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in, everybody. We got a pretty crazy one for you today. Uh, but before we get into it, though, a couple things. I might sound a little different on this one, and just because Liam is actually in the studio while I'm actually calling in from the phone, just with everything that's going on out there. Uh, yes, yes. We our social distancing. <laughs> yes, in coherence with New York State law, where we have to podcast from separate pods. But <laughs> exactly. I guess you can. Uh, we did kind of recap all the goings on on the most recent geeked up podcast episode, uh, of course, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which I titled "Episode One: Life in Coronaville." <laughs> so, as I guess that'll kind of distinguish uh, this series of episodes from the usual geeked ups, you know, where me and Devin are both uh, in the same closet in front of my bathroom as opposed to now. <laughs> well, we're each in our own closet, much like uh, that of Joe's husband. We're. Uh... <laughs> I don't even really do these podcasts. I don't know what Devin did. Uh... Uh, you give us enough mess, we'll do anything. <laughs> but I guess we should point out, too, that uh, originally we were supposed to be doing a marriage story. It was supposed to be our next episode. Oh, that's right. But I guess just with all the quarantine going on and then this showing up, we couldn't resist. We had to jump on Tiger King. Yeah, no, again, uh, kind of listen back a little bit to episode one in Cronoville. But literally, we were about to do the marriage story. And then Devin got coronavirus. And then like three weeks later, it came to New York City. And between all of that, it just got delayed. But literally, there was a couple of weeks. And then we were supposed to uh, relocate, by the way, up to your pod in Westchester. And then coronavirus happened in Westchester. It was the first outbreak in New York. So we uh, uh, called that off and ended up, you know, delaying. And then uh, uh, since then, Tiger King came out and we changed directions. Yeah, I know. And usually the rules are we just do the movies. But again, we're making that a Stranger Things exception where this is a series where 
come on, what are you nuts? We're not going to talk about Tiger King. <laughs> yes, yeah, I feel like everybody out there had their own Netflix and chat podcast. Uh, it's been all over social media. Yes, I've even seen a couple of uh, uh, things like uh, titled close to Netflix. Like somebody had Tiger King in chat, and I was like, "You dopes! <laughs> it's, you know, you're not, you know, have you not heard so the?" Uh, I know. Like, but we're getting ro- we're getting robbed blind during this Tiger King. So of course the geeked up boys had to give our two cents on the whole situation. Correct, correct. And I think I want to say I jumped on this series. Uh, I think before I think I was one of the first to watch it. Like day one when it came out on Netflix. I was like, what the hell is this? And I uh, watched the trailer for it. I was like, holy shit, let me just watch one. Well, we'll get into your Florida roots later, but you probably like you probably have been to this fucking guy's uh, tiger cage before. No, he's uh, oh, he's yeah, in Oklahoma. Yeah, but uh, well, Carol Baskin is in Tampa. I was uh, you know. Yeah, you'll get, we'll get into that, shirt. I guess. I was a green shirt volunteer at old Big Cat Rescue. <laughs> 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 but uh, I guess something else that we can say that since uh, you know we're kind of stuck uh, apart, but have nothing but time now, we will be giving putting out two episodes a week uh, now. Uh, just to give you guys some entertainment and give us something to do. <laughs> yeah, more that. importantly. Yeah. But every Tuesday we'll be doing a traditional geeked up uh geeked up episode. And then every Thursday a geeked up presents Netflix chat episode. Yes. And yes. then also something new we're gonna be doing is uh every Friday night now we're gonna do a Zoom room uh geeked up and chat party room. All I want to uh, do is I'll- a zoom zoom. <laughs> I've been waiting for that one. Uh, you'll probably uh, hear it again tonight on the Zoom room. <laughs> but yeah, just because uh, you know we're sick of uh, just staring at the walls here, we want to see you guys. Give you guys a kind of a group interaction here. Uh, give us suggestions of Netflix things to watch. Talk about the movies that we review or the episodes themselves. Yes. Just kind of a fun way to get everybody involved. No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, especially starting tonight with the Tiger King, where we have to hear everybody's opinions on what the fuck happened afterwards. But uh, uh, every week we'll be coming out with a different, you know, not always focused on the, uh, um, you know, Netflix, the most recent Netflix and chat, but a nice interactive hang with the geeked community, all the geeks out there. For sure, for sure. And I guess that's all the information you need. Should we get right into this old uh, Tiger King business? I saw a tiger, and the tiger saw a man. But, uh, yeah, with I guess if you do have said, any other questions, uh, maybe it would be a good time to tell you. Uh, uh, you could give us an email at thegeekedupodcast. you got to put that the in there. That's at gmail.com. As well, you can hit us up on the uh, on the book. Definitely check us out on SoundCloud and all that. But Correct. I Correct. Guess with all of and that, I guess, yeah, I'll, t- I'll say this too: uh, we will be putting out the Zoom codes for these Friday parties on the Facebook page. If for whatever reason you're not with us on Facebook, just shoot us an email, and we'll shoot you back uh, an email with the code to the party. Yes, yes. Or probably more likely, so, send yeah, De- me, me or Devin a text personally. And you'll, uh, <laughs> but Correct. Uh, Correct. the the geeked up podcast would be the official email place to get the meeting IDs. So every Friday we'll be putting those up. And then uh, you join the Zoom room. But I guess for now we should get into the Tiger King. Hey, well, let's get into it. And, of course, let's first give it the uh, IMD's official uh, breakdown. He is the so, 
Tiger King is the original title is actually Tiger King: Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. <laughs> it's uh, rated. You guessed it, TVMA. <laughs> what else is new? Um, Finally, one that deserves yeah. it though. After EXO yeah. and uh, uh, the Outlaw King go TVMA for no reason on us, but absolutely. Um, total runtime, I guess, with all the episodes, all seven episodes put together, it's five hours and seventeen minutes. And honestly, I could have sat through another five hours. And 17 <laughs> I know the amount of like the the percentage of people that did this in one take. Is like we're running 50-50 on people just like binge watching through this. It's also obviously a <laughs> yeah. great quarantine binge watch, you know, but uh, just mm-hmm. a real easy. The time seems to fly in the land of exotic Joe. I mean, I think this is such a good Netflix binge watch that I think for the first time ever on like a documentary like this, we'll get into it later. But they're adding another episode this Sunday. Oh yeah, which is uh, you told me insane. about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get into that later, but. But, uh, so it's five hours, 15 minutes. It's technically a documentary crime TV miniseries. Comedy. I'm going comedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was comedy. Not there. Although, like, there was uh, a time when, when uh, we'll get into it later, I guess, a little bit, but when when Baskin's husband got involved, he seemed like such a familiar face. I had, like, is this a Christopher Guest? Have I, have I just been spoofed this whole time? Like, is this, <laughs> is this not just the best mockumentary of redneck shenanigans that's ever existed? <laughs> yeah, really. But no, the, the, real... the jokes on us. I got a really a Ben Stein impression from him. <laughs> yes, that's it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so here's IMDb's uh, storyline plot. It's a little long, but it's almost as hilarious as my uh, intro. I guess give you uh, we're gonna get some little Bradley Cooper uh, spoiler warning. Okay. Yes. That. Bradley Cooper dies at the end, and don't worry, there's also a suicide in this one, too. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there's everything in this one. I know, <laughs> everything. But not a murder, because there's... He doesn't actually... Well, well I guess there is murders, but not... There's an alleged murder, and then there's also a attempted murder. So. Yes, exactly. That's really the big, uh, the big get. But uh, here's their breakdown, and this is pretty hilarious. Uh, I'm going to give it to you right now. So among the eccentrics and cult personalities in the stranger-than-fiction world of big cat owners, few stand out more than Joe Exotic, a molded, gun-toting polygamist and country-western singer who presides over an Oklahoma roadside zoo. Charismatic but misguided, Joe and an unbelievable cast of characters, including drug pinkets, con men, and cult leaders, all share a passion for big cats and the status and attention their dangerous menageries garner. But things take a dark turn when Carol Baskin, an animal activist and owner of a big cat sanctuary, threatens to put them out of business, stroking a rivalry that eventually leads to Joe's arrest for murder for hire plot and reveals a twisted tale where the only thing more dangerous than a big cat is its owner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of did the job for us. And yeah. one more thing we'll throw out there, and I'll let you go guess on this. Where do you think this rates on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, I'm going easily 100% on that. <laughs> the tomato meter has been we're, – we're, we're up to 110 on the tomato meter. No, but I'll give it an honestly oh. – I'll say like I think so far on Netflix and chat, the highest I think was either Roma or Stranger Things in the 90s. But I'd say this has got to be a 90, a 90 plus or anyway. Okay. Uh, so critic rating is 89%. Stupid critics. 
And see, I'll tell you this, audience rating, 87%. Whoa! Yeah. First time ever, the critics, uh, in Price is Right fashion, I guess, but the uh, the critics... Now, the get... other thing, too, just uh, a couple of people I've talked to and people I've seen online also, I kind of get this rating, and just because people are so fucking dumb, but just, like, a lot of people didn't watch it or like it because of the animal abuse in it. Okay, I see. The other 12% All these are who PETA. Watch these true crime documentaries, listen to these true crime pro- podcasts. The second the poor tigers or animals get involved, they're like, oh, I can't watch this. This is too much. Yeah. And, well, they should be informed right that now, Joe Exotic is an animal lover. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I guess that does make a little bit of sense, although that's still, you know, I don't know. That, that that could account for a solid three or four percent on the tomato, but anything less than ninety-seven is an absolute joke. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But um, I guess an interesting another I guess interesting question would be where did you think that it ranks? I guess in the tomato meter, but versus some of the other big recent Netflix like docu series or even documentaries. Maybe if you want to throw Firefest in there, but I mean I was kind of throwing it more in the ballpark of like a, a wild wild country. Or whatever that one with the uh, uh, Indian sex cult lady recently. That was a sure, Netflix, okay. That was a Netflix smash, or even making a murderer, which was kind of one of the first early Netflix. But uh, you know, I to wonder. Me, it, I would say it's a mix of uh, making a murderer, just because, like you said, it was kind of that first Netflix documentary series that everybody watched, and then I think it's also got a good mix of American Vandal in it. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess there's definitely a good American it's, vandal. It's on par as funny as <laughs> Which part. is, like I said, a total mockumentary spoof kind of thing. But this really did. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is 100% making a murderer meets uh, American vandal. One of the one that I really thought that it, w- it most reminded me of was not a docu-series, but a, uh, uh, an amazing documentary about a very similar uh, 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 character but have you ever seen grizzly man the movie oh sure which is another one about like a dude he's also a closeted homosexual this guy is not like openly gay like exotic joe but that guy was obviously flamingly gay grizzly man but he did have like a girlfriend who got eaten by the grizzly bear as well but he was like uh, another kind of just kook he kind of more like felt that he was a bear or really like related to the bears but yeah no he lost his shit at (laughs) the end they were both just crazy gay guys that fucking like you know uh, uh uh one died to the animals they love and then the other one was just you know uh, uh obsessed with tigers but kind of had a grizzly man kind of vibe and then making yeah, a murderer I, I, with the whole kind of call. like a uh, uh, cops angle and the whole you know case not seeming very you know the whole a potential miscarriage of justice that took place it did have a little bit of that kind of vibe of, of making a murder or even a uh, McMillions as well a recent one on HBO another Florida classic mm-hmm. from old Barnes over here is fucking as we've encountered <laughs> before everything crazy that happens in life comes out of Florida. Uh, yeah, yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Of course, Florida makes it in this one, too. This one has uh, three takes, though. You know, you've got uh, Doc Antle in Myrtle Beach, and Joe Exotics in Oklahoma, and, of course, Carol Baskins in uh, old Tampa, Florida, where I used okay, to Okay, I guess uh, I guess Doc Antle is as well in South Carolina, but, yeah. It, it's, He's in Myrtle I, Beach. Yeah, yeah. But Florida does take a big, uh, uh, you know, home base for this one, but... I would say, uh, compa- out of compared to all of those shows, though, this one probably my fave. 
Oh, probably. Come on, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. But and I, really, I guess I should just get us into this then, because you know these guys need no more introduction. But <laughs> I mean, really, I believe the whole series starts off like with its own Bradley Cooper spoiler warning, where it starts off with him in jail. Okay. Yes. You know that is I mean? another interesting thing about this for me anyway is that I watched this pretty late. I watched it. Like I literally just finished it yesterday. So by now I've kind of been like it's such a, a pop culture phenomenon that I really kind of like I know what happened at the end before I watched. But you're right. They do set that up at the beginning. They let you know that he is in jail for something. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I guess really it's just the story. It starts off with just this crazy eccentric fool, Joe Exotic, that runs this – uh you know, I guess homemade zoo in uh, Oklahoma. Got yeah. a bunch of tigers and gorillas and alligators. I right? mean, I'd say, like, you really have to kind of... He's really the whole star of the show, and you really kind of have to just sum up. How would you sum up Joe Exotic for everybody? Oh, dude, I mean, where do I start? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, going... He's a, he's, natural, like, he's a showman. <laughs> well, I mean, first you have to start extreme redneck... Like, I'm literally going, he's like uh, Joe Dirt meets Jack Hanna, like the animal expert. That's like literally what this fucker is. He's like uh, uh, just an, uh, like a redneck beyond the 10th degree that happens to own like an exotic animal farm. But he's also... Oh, yeah, I mean, he's got the, he's got the dyed blonde mullet. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. But then he's also, like we've mentioned, he's like an openly gay, uh, uh, like, gun-toting... Like, he's just breaking down all sorts of stereotypes, but yet also totally enforcing them. Like, he's an enigma. He's never without a gun. That's the other thing, too. That dude is always got a (laughs) gun. Which will come up later. But you find out later, too. You're like, oh, it must be because in case one of the tigers goes crazy. You're like, oh, he's like, no, no, no. This is in case anybody comes on my property at once. That's true. I guess I guess along with you know uh, uh, that like gay hilarious redneck, he's also like a, a totally psychotic delusional uh, uh, maniac that's like got a sociopathic obsession with uh, fame and then revenge in this thing. But like he's you know not just an eccentric character; he also is like a total screw loose maniac. Mm-hmm. No, for sure he is, <laughs> and you kind of see it in like the first uh, little introduction to him too. That people will say like you know you go there because there's animals, but the real star of the show is Joe Exotic. He comes out <laughs> in these shiny like sequential shirts. He's got his gun. He's doing magic tricks. There's a traveling like roadshow where he goes to malls and does <laughs> yeah, magic. Yeah, and, uh... he tra- yeah, to local McDonald's. He really is like a, a carny. I guess would be another really good adjective. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And he's just, uh, I mean, he does it all. He's got his own web series. He's uh, that's right, yeah, country know, western goes... singer. Uh, early uh, days of like webcasting uh, star. All of which have totally yeah. failed, by the way. <laughs> he's selling condoms with his face on them. His uh, CDs, DVDs of his music videos, which are, I'm gonna be honest, every one of those songs, class, man. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> By the way, I've been definitely all... been. I was definitely laughing thinking about all of like the awkward jokes that are going down at local tiger farms right now that I've had to like comment, do like crowd work about exotic Joe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like oh guys, everybody seen the Netflix? No, uh, no tassel wearing murderers here. Well, you know, one of the things they say at the very beginning, which is kind of like a crazy stat, is that like there's more tigers now in captivity than there are. Actually, in the wild. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I know. It is totally crazy. And I guess, well, me and Devin did joke about it, I guess, a little bit earlier about the whole PETA issue. I guess just in all, like, we will kind of stay out of that just because this is more of a comedy show. In all honesty, this is obviously, like, you know, totally crazy animal rights violations. And I'm sure me and Devin both totally support any type of big cat trade stopping that kind of thing or, you know what I mean, like the, uh, uh, you know, stopping of big cats as pets and all that kind of stuff. Me and Devin, I'm sure totally both... Uh, I'm speaking for you now, obviously. I'm sure we both totally fall in line with the animal rights people about that. However, that's probably the last time we'll mention that fact, you know? Yeah, so much so that I'm in the process of reenacting every Joe Exotic music video with my two cats that I own. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> You've got your cats. I'm going to tell one of my cats, I'm going to shoot you out between the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it is it, it is crazy. Like we've said, of course, uh, he spoke for me, but couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. But back but, to the hilarious, back to the hilarious redneck that was. I guess just yeah, in terms of like a I brief mean, like like said, uh, episode log rundown. Like the first episode kind of sets up the scene a little bit. Then the next couple episodes all like really detail the horrible sleaze balls that Joe Exotic kind of will go up against in this various series like his adversaries there's of course the crazy Carl Baskins lady who is like another uh, she has another kind of animal preserve where they like rescue older cats they claim as opposed to breeding younger ones like Joe Exotic so from an animal rights issue they're on like totally opposite ends of the spectrum but then she she apparently yeah. killed her husband in like an obvious setup thing and has a crazy checkered past herself. For sure. For sure. And that, that's what's so crazy about this thing, too, because, like I said, they start the series off and you know he's in jail for some kind of attempted murder. And then when you find out about the lady who is really supposed to be like the good guy in all this, yes. the one who's like rescuing these cats and bringing them to her zoo, you find out really that she's no fucking better. For that, sure. Like, yeah, odds are she probably murdered her first husband. <laughs> yes. She's pretty much running the same kind of zoo, except she doesn't let people pet them like they do with Joe Exotic. Yes. But they paint uh, she's obviously as well, like very uh, business oriented and like running. Uh, uh, she's not just like an animal rescue person. She's obviously like trying to. To capitalize as much as humanly possible uh, on every little thing she can, and she was like a homeless runaway that you know what I mean. Married some millionaire when she was like nineteen. Yeah, look, I'll tell you this run- right now. Just going in a bit of Carol Baskin's backstory, they say the way she met her first husband, right, is she was walking up and down Nebraska Avenue in Tampa, Florida, and. The guy pulled up and was, was like, you can point this gun on me. Just run around with me. <laughs> yeah. Having and then he had a Tampa, gun on the – yeah, yeah. Nebraska Avenue is known for the hooker walk. That's where all the hookers walk up and down. Okay, road. getting into Barnes' uh, hilarious Florida redneck roots, but yes, I guess this is like a known – and Tampa is already kind of like a really known sleazy city. It's like the number one thing everybody knows is strip clubs and prostitution and all More that kind of More strip clubs per capita than any other city. <laughs> yeah. So it's already known as like Sleazeville. But okay, so this is like the uh, prostitute street that some nights and like – you know, 19-year-old runaway is walking up and down and then meets this, like, self-made millionaire kind of guy who is a hilarious shade ball himself. My favorite part about her her, her, her first husband, his only two, he's like a millionaire, and his only two, like, character witnesses were his handyman and his mechanic. Like, you know what a redneck you are <laughs> when the only two people in your life are your handyman and your mechanic? <laughs> well, and also his hilarious clown of a lawyer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That- a millionaire's lawyer? I know, yeah. 
No, that was another hilarious, just like you're in such redneckville in this whole series between Florida and Oklahoma that all of the lawyers and cops are just also total bumbling idiots. Like there's nobody is not a total idiot in this entire series. But then, so I guess the next episode, though, so she's painted horribly. The next episode goes to, like, another person in his field, Doc Antill, which is kind of like a big name. Like, he's been on your Conans and your Lenos and all that kind of stuff. Like, like he He was also into, someone just pointed out to me, there was one of the VMA Awards years ago on MTV, right? Britney Spears did this big performance. She comes out of a cage with tigers in it. And who's the black-haired, long-haired idiot in the cage no with her? Doc Antle. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, yeah, so he's, like, a very, like, reputable, I suppose, in, like, the crazy exotic animal field. He would be one of the more respected, like, characters in that industry, I would say. He's, he's the kind of guy that anytime you see, like, a, a exotic animal in, like, a movie or a TV show, Odds are they're getting him from him. Yeah, yeah. He's like a major player in the game. But he's literally like operating a crazy sex cult like Sheila in the Wild Wild West Country where pretty much all of his employees are like smoking hot chicks that work for free and like have to get breast implants and have sex with them to like stay on the on the, on the the farm. But it's like a crazy – he's like a – like that's where the cult leader from the introduction comes in. This guy's like 100% like running some crazy sex cults with uh, the tiger's – being the lure yeah no it's it's absolutely bonkers like you said like nobody in this thing is normal yeah so then i guess the next episode brings you to joe exotic's current business partner who's like even more sleazy than the last two episodes like this guy seems to be the most like dangerous and evil ex-con first of all he's one of these guys he's like 60 and he's wearing like jankos and a bandana under his uh his oakley hat (laughs) yeah he's like ecstasy dad from the mtv series back in the day but like he's just like an aggressive (laughs) creep you know what i mean like you know this guy is like a, a, a total sleazeball, all sorts of past convictions for like various embezzlement and shady things as well as violent crimes, drug charges and stuff, like a total mm-hmm. uh, con man maniac. Oh, dude, yeah. He's so 100% those... the top of his man. Yeah. And the other crazy thing about him, too, is he's also a polygamist like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes. And I guess who would have thought it, like the people that are like attracted? Three films in Vegas, yeah, with tigers. Yes, and I guess it is just like a, a prevailing thing, but who would have thunk that the people that exclusively deal in like the ownership, breeding, and trading of exotic crazy animals are, are total whack job, uh, amoral sociopaths, you know? Like, who, who would have thunk that that's a common trait amongst fucking tiger uh, cage owners? But, uh, uh, so, for sure. So those are anyway, so those are episodes. So basically like episode one, they set up that this guy's in jail. Episode two, three, and four, they go through all of the sleaziest characters that are his enemy. So at this point, you're kind of like Joe Exotic is, you know, looking pretty good compared to the rest of these maniacs. Then I guess (laughs) episode five kind of runs Exotic Joe down a little bit more, (laughs) right? Yeah, poor Joe Exotic. You kind of find out that he's been uh, giving these guys mess, making them marry him in one of the funniest wedding photos of all time. I know. Both of his husbands aren't gay, which is a great, a great turn in this whole thing. But yeah, I mean, it really does have, first of all, the greatest funeral of all time. All right. With yeah. The, well, I guess, first of all, I guess his husband 
does who like we said is not gay like both of his husbands aren't gay they get like hooked on meth and then uh end up like you know marrying you know just really it's more of like a cult kind of situation i'd say but uh he ends up like uh accidentally shooting himself in the head with one of the various firearms that's floating around i mean was it an accident or did that dude fucking kill himself Okay, yes, I guess that's uh, as well left because out Because to... he does it in front of the campaign manager, because we got to say that he does, Joe Zodic does try to run for president, and then dials it back down to governor, and he gets this fucking joke <laughs> Josh to be his yeah, campaign yeah. manager. That's Who true. In, in a great maniac, in a great town. crazy person move, runs for president, like, like all great maniacs. Yeah, the other crazy thing about Joe Zodic running for governor of Oklahoma is he didn't do that bad. <laughs> he came in third! <laughs> <laughs> he had like 20% of the votes <laughs> Yeah the voting public for Joe Exotic The people that they like interviewed outside the polls Well I think he, he doesn't take any shit And I think he's gonna go in there and do what needs to be done Like fully <laughs> believing in Joe Exotic These are the voting public of America But then my favorite part about it is like The the husband kills himself though Or, or you know what I mean Dies accidentally You know kills himself either or accidentally or not But then So they go to the funeral And then they say And then really uh, uh, after the funeral is when Joe lost it. After the funeral is when Joe lost it? <laughs> Joe has been batshit crazy since day one of this fucking documentary, all right? <laughs> like, yeah. So let's also talk about how Joe is also dressed up as a priest during the uh, funeral. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even realize. The priest scholar. You're right. That's fucking epic. And then his, his eulogy is literally, I don't care how dumb Travis was. I'd be there tra- working real hard on my computer. He'd come right up and rub his balls right on my face. Everybody in here has seen <laughs> yeah. his balls. And then they like cue to his parents in the front row. And then they cue back to Exotic Joe singing a country western song. It was oh, amazing. Right. He had them big old balls. <laughs> So that was the one husband. And then I guess the other big reveal was that the other husband wasn't gay. Just totally uh, who I who I've been calling shirtless husband. Yeah. Who's just who's conducted the entire interviews in this series shirtless, which was amazing. He had one of my favorite quotes. So he does the whole series shirtless. And he's also got that fucked up mess teeth. Yeah. Here's something I've read recently, though, that he came out and said that. Because he's gotten his teeth fixed since then. Like, you've seen the pictures now, and he's got, like, a normal set of teeth. What I've read, though, is that during the filming of this, when they're during the interviews, he already had his teeth fixed, but the director was like, dude, take them out. Like, we want you to look crazy. Oh, yeah, the great call by the director. <laughs> take that fucking yeah, retainer right. of fake teeth out, asshole. We fucking want you as... Yeah, well, he fell f- hook, line, and sinker for old shirtless husband. But my favorite quote wanna... from him was my favorite quote from him was he was talking about how he's just like, well, I got hooked on meth, and like after doing meth for a couple of years, I really uh, started to lose it. It was like, dude, you married a guy when you're straight, like you you more than lost it from your meth use, you know? Like, I do want to circle back to something real fast, just with the uh, whole hidden priest costume. There is a point in the uh, documentary too. Excuse me. That one of his employees, Kelsey, gets her hand ripped off by a tiger. Right, yeah, Saffy or Saff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was she was one of my favorites. He must have immediately ran into his closet and put on his EMS jacket because he had a costume for that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Great call. He was. He fucking yeah. All this flew by, flew past me. He had a, a an EMS <laughs> coat, a priest coat, as well as a closet full of tasseled jackets, which was amazing in his yeah. wardrobe. 
He's like uh, Roger from American Dad. <laughs> Whatever happens, you fucking. But so so episode five, they really run Joe down, and you're starting to think that maybe he's not the innocent, uh, hilarious redneck that it's all cracked up to be. But then I guess it really all Correct. comes to head with episode six and seven, which really all uh, detail the alleged murder plot of Carol Baskins, his main like antagonist in both the. T- Tiger, like business world, as well as just a personal feud that's gone beyond crazy between these two. Where she, uh, I guess, as well along the way, he did uh, totally shamelessly try to steal her company's name for publicity use. Yeah. Ended up losing a million dollar lawsuit that then this, uh, uh, like I said, ruthless businesswoman Carol Baskins, like went all out to uh, retain all of his assets, pretty much trying to get his zoo, all right, to shut down, but went after. Her, uh, his parents' houses because, like, stuff was in his parents' names and, like, was suing everybody in the company in real just attempts to get uh, Joe to relinquish the zoo. But so there was, like, all sorts of serious reasons why, well, as you, well, I she canceled he... all of his gigs at the Mickey D's. Like, this bitch deserved yeah, to die. Yeah, yeah, that was, I was gonna say. <laughs> one, of original, uh, one of her original strikes was, yeah, like, contacting all the malls at Mickey D's he was going through. <laughs> Getting them to boycott him on that one. So that's when he really started a big red flag for this poor guy, too. Well, back to poor guy, but a big red flag was that was kind of then at that point during his web series where he would just like make up balloons that look like Carol and shoot him in the face with yes. his gun. And I guess that's and where like, just really being a, a crazy redneck comes back to haunt him because I guess, and like I said, he's sitting in, it starts off with him sitting in jail, so you know that he goes down for attempted murder. But really, I'd say no uh, evidence stronger than like the year's worth of webcasts he did where he's literally threatening to kill her and blowing up dolls of her with like various yeah. firearms and shit. Like, so and they were like, sending her a basket full of poisonous snakes <laughs> the first day. And then bragging about it on the internet. <laughs> like, he did a lot. He did. He, he did not know the, the the direction that like social media was gonna have it law enforcement when he launched his whole webcast pursuit. But that's. Uh, I think a big thing we need to touch on too that during these episodes also is you also find out with uh, uh, there's a character we're kind of shooting over Rick Kirkman who was at the time the reason we have some of the footage is at the time he was filming a reality TV series about Joe Exotic. Yes. Yes. We'll get into him, I guess, in a little bit when we do, and we kind of run through some of our favorite actual characters, maybe. But, yeah, that's a great call. He, as well in this whole situation, had uh, was like the real early scout on this amazing uh, human being, Joe Exotic, and was trying to do this whole spoof a reality show about what a kook he was and then in turn for that had to produce Joe Exotic's web series as like a, a mm-hmm. double as, as a Rambo Rocky kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, uh, and then in the process, Joe Exotic kind of realized how like uh, self-incriminated he had been, as well realized that this dude owned all of the rights to all of his stuff through that production company. So Joe Exotic pretty much is implement uh, you know implicated to burning down the studio, uh, his own studio, but the studio that contained yeah, all of the footage. Huh? One of the main controversial things did he do it? Did uh? Carol Baskin have someone do it. Oh, he obviously did it. <laughs> he one hundred percent burned down his. Yeah, I admire yeah. <laughs> He sacrificed those crocodiles' lives for. Uh... Yeah, I mean, 
you know, we'll get into we'll get into that, but you can't really think that Joe Exotic wouldn't be wouldn't mind cracking a couple of eggs to make the omelet in that situation. You know what I mean? No, no, no doubt. <laughs> so no, I, I don't, I'm like, like the fact that the, the crocodiles were in the room is not going to be enough for me to think that Joe Exotic didn't obviously do it. So. But I guess that would pretty much bring us to to the end, I guess, because we'll kind of get into really some of the more content of six and seven. But that's pretty much it. The the, the uh, two last episodes really detail really what in the uh, the whole essence of the thing is outside of the kooky redneck shenanigans. But the whole conspiracy plot of did Joe Exotic actually uh, 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 do a murder for hire, pay a murder for hire scheme, and actually commit attempted murder, or is he being set up uh, by con men and, you know, like a, a, a crooked uh, legal system, <laughs> right? So I guess that's really the the main question that everybody has after this is all said and done. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I guess uh, you want to just get right into it. You want to give uh, give our thoughts about the whole situation. Or? I'll give you my thoughts on it. I think uh, okay. Here's my thing on it: is I 100 percent think that Joe got it. Tried to have Carol Pat. You think do. He definitely gave. Yeah, I think he definitely gave that Allen guy, you know, Jeff Lowe's right hand man, money. What I think is fucked up is that he shouldn't be the only one that went down for it. I think Jeff Lowe should be in jail. I think that Allen guy should go to jail. Is that they kind of realized that they were going to get caught, and it was an easy way to send Joe Exotic up the river. Yes, 100%. I think they all cut deals. I think they all cut deals with the FBI. I think Joe Exotic was the fall guy for it, but by no means necessary do I think he was just an innocent bystander. Like, oh man, I can't believe this all fell on me. Yes, like because as of now, just to catch everybody up, I guess, just to like uh, uh, put the actual numbers on it. But Joe Exotic is doing like eighty years in jail, and everybody else is scotch free. That's like the how yeah. it all settled. Hundred percent, it's totally fucked up. Like. I guess I would have a little bit of a different take, although a little bit of a similar take. I 100% feel Joe Exotic has been set up and did not actually commit the murder-for-hire plot. That being said, I do feel like they set up a guilty man in a lot of ways, and I do believe that Joe Exotic deserves to be in jail for a lot of the things that he went to jail for, I guess as well to catch everybody up, but when he ultimately went to court, he was charged under 19 total charges, ranging from from attempted murder but as well including all of the various animal rights charges that he has so i think that definitely Mm -hmm. guilty of a lot of that shit and definitely not a sympathetic figure that doesn't deserve to be in jail however a total miscarriage of justice in terms of him going down for the murder for hire plot i feel i definitely do not think he paid alan the money to do it they were total enemies and i think joe was like totally broke at that point and and talked a lot of shit but i think that uh, if alan went to him and said i'll do it for that money then he's as uh, uh, as well totally involved in the conspiracy plot but i think that that money came from like joe said i think jeff Lowe ca- uh, came up with the reason for exotic joe to give him three thousand dollars to make a, a, a cash transaction take place knowing that would firm the deal for exotic joe to go down so i think that's a total setup and i don't think that like exotic joe after all those years of talking shit after all of like after going down about to be going down for other stuff i don't think he put down three thousand dollars to like his number one enemy 
uh, uh, when he already knew that he was already like under suspicion for potentially doing this stuff and under investigation. It just seems like such more of a story where Jeff Lowe, the guy's right hand man, uh, uh, who was uh, went out of his way to seek immunity from the cops with this information when he found out that another sleaze ball that's involved in this whole thing was was getting uh, investigated by the feds. Jeff Lowe, by his own account, was like eagerly wanting to sell this guy out for his own protection for all of the charges that he's going to be soon facing. You know what I mean? No, so he had- 100%. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I do think that Jeff Lowe was definitely the mastermind behind this whole thing. Yes. I think he just got Joe on tape being like, do you want us to kill her? And he's just like, yeah, of course. Exactly, because Joe's been saying that on the internet for 20 years. He's a crazy redneck. Like, it's not going to take him a lot to do it. And if you went to Joe Exotic and said, hey, I'll give you five – if you give me $5,000 – I'll kill her. They're equally guilty in the conspiracy. That's not him. It's like, I guess, a murder for hire. But uh, it really came across as entrapment to me. And as well, the police totally bullying all of Joe Exotic's character witnesses, the people that loyally worked at his farm for so long. The cops called up the one guy said, you're either going to be on Team Joe or Team Federal Government. And that's how he got all of those people to really, like, uh, 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 you know, go against Joe in the court of law. But the cops were desperate to pin this guy, cut deals with all of these fucking scum. And the the cops were horrible in this whole thing, uh, uh, by the way. Uh, in a lot of ways, much like in McMillions, uh, uh, these cops just come across as fucking bumbling idiots. And it reminded me a lot of, like, First 48, where the only way police activity gets done is by them bullying shady con men into ratting on other people. You know what I mean? Like, you, it's For just sure. – there's no honor amongst thieves, and you can't trust any of these uh, – of the, the testimonies of, of any of these, like, known scumbag con men. You know what I mean? Well, especially that. Uh, uh, James Garrison's fatso, uh, <laughs> yeah. way of running media. He like cut a deal with the FBI like first on, and then kind of got everyone else involved. Too. This fucking douche didn't even cut a, a deal with the FBI. He cut a deal with like the uh, uh, animal authority over a lemur. This idiot that Jeff Lowe totally scammed into uh, making the contact with Carol Baskins in an extortion plot. One of my other favorite quotes in this whole thing was he's this guy like text Carol Baskins like if you want some information on Joe, give me a call. And then just a couple days later, the feds called me and I was like, really? Like so shocked that he was caught for his embezzlement scam immediately without protecting his number or taking any means of precaution. But uh, uh, so then, so then that, that was literally like the fucking pork ranger came in and was going to give him a fine for having a lemur. And he's like, all right, I'll give you all the info on Joe Dirt or on Joe Exotic. <laughs> and then fucking Jeff Lowe, who's the biggest scumbag of them all, heard that Garrison was doing that and said, I've been waiting to tell to the story. Sought out. I think the thing with Jeff Lowe is he's either in like a Jack Nicholson departed situation, only free because he's currently, uh, 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 you know, a rat for the federal government and they need him in a bigger case to climb up the ladder or he's just free because they're building a bigger case on him right now. But there's no way, especially after this, there's no way that that guy's not uh, not in jail before very long. But again, ultimately, oh, yeah, I think sure. like you kind of nailed it on the head, though. It's like they all deserve to be in jail, including Joe Exotic. And and I think that in a lot of ways yeah, they I did kind Joe of Exotic, set up a guilty man, I, you know, because he deserves like he's you know uh, uh, totally unsympathetic for being locked up and behind bars. However, was totally set up in this case, in my opinion. So. For sure. I think Joe Zadig's uh, time should be reduced, but I mean, I'm definitely not on the uh, bandwagon of free Joe Zadig. 
<laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I'm not. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, definitely. Yeah, like you said, uh, uh, free him from 80 years potentially. But like, just for to put sure. it into uh, perspective, I guess a little bit in a rather grisly, like pedo, pedo situation. Even what Joe Exotic uh, uh, was found guilty of, uh, outside of breeding and trading across, uh, you know, state lines, exotic tigers. Okay, uh, uh, and as well, euthanizing five tigers. He was found. Okay, uh, uh, just to put mm-hmm. that in perspective. Mike Vick was found guilty of all of the same charges in terms of, you know, breeding and selling interstate commas dogs for the legal purposes of dog fighting and was knowingly convicted to have, like, hung them up across the yard and shot them with guns, took them by their heads and banged them on the floor, uh, uh, would put them in, uh, t- like, t- tubs of water. He, like, viciously and violently personally euthanized fucking, like, hundreds of dogs by hand and got two years in jail. So yeah, let's go birds. You know what I mean, <laughs> and then and then sign with the Eagles uh, right afterwards. But you know what yeah, I mean. So it's just I don't like, know what all this. Uh... But all this Mike Vick bashing turned into. You know, well, I'm just saying, you know, Joe Exotic is doing 80 years. Seven. You know what I mean? Mike Vick did two for what would be, in, 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 in by my opinion, an animal rights uh, world, no, a 100%. far greater crime and a far, you know what I mean? Like, but and of course, not to get not to get into the animal rights side of it, but it seems like Joe Exotic is right now like the the weight of justice is totally off balance. I 100 percent agree with you. <laughs> But I guess that would be the big question. I guess a couple other questions that you really have to ask yourself uh, when uh, after you watch Tiger King. But uh, uh, I guess kind of going hand in hand with Joe Exotic being a creep, you know, but uh, uh, probably not the biggest of creeps. Out of the whole show, who do you believe is the biggest, uh, uh, like, most evil creep? All right, I'm going to run through the cast of characters. You got Joe Exotic, of course. All right. Uh, uh, then you got his business partner. Jeff Lowe, whom we speak of. Okay. Then you've got Doc Antill, who I guess at the closing it does say his uh, compound had been raided just a couple months ago at December of 2019. I, I didn't really look at what the charges were. But uh, mm-hmm. so Doc Antill, like the tiger selling sex cult leader. Okay. Carol Baskins, the vicious businesswoman who killed her husband. Okay. Or as well, Fatso Garrison, who's just like a hilarious low level fucking Oklahoma strip club owner, you know. But uh, out of those characters, Joe, Jeff, Doc, Carol, and Fatso, who who is the biggest sleaze in your opinion? All right. I'm actually going to throw some curveballs on your way. It sounds down to me to three, two tied for second, one for first. Uh, And to me, uh, Alan Glover, Joe's Jeff's right-hand man, is clearly one of the biggest creeps. He's the actual, like... Hit for man sure. For hire. Okay. Great fight. call. You know that dude killed people before. Excellent. Yeah. Got that for little sure. teardrop tattoo. Yep. Um, coming in second, I would say Doc Antle for sure, just because <laughs> he was shooting tiger cubs. Like a lot of his Harlem of women were saying that, like in the middle of the night, there would be little tiger cubs missing. He's like, well, people can't pet him anymore, and you would hear about him shooting people in the head. No, for sure. And just, he's just all in all super creep. And when you're the but operator be- of a sex cult. And you've like possessed human beings. You can't have any doubt of whether or not they would kill an animal. You know what I mean? It's like I don't think they do that to tigers. They obviously euthanize fucking tons of tigers. Yeah, for sure. And like not even because they were sick, just because like, well, this one's getting a little too big. Shoot in the face. Yeah, no. What are we gonna but do to with me, fucking two hundred, uh, uh, you know, five year old tigers? To me, though, the number one creep in this whole thing would have to be <laughs> Carol Baskin's current husband, Howard. 
for no other reason than just their wedding photos of him on a leash in that little like tiger apron thing like yes. bent down on all fours yes that dude is the biggest cuck i've ever seen in my 100 percent and again, just going in the theme of all of these people being controlling sociopathic like sex fiends. Same thing with Carol Baskins, who killed her own, or killed her first husband, and her second husband is an obvious cuck, like Devin says, that she's like parading around, literally on a leash, and like so obviously is wearing the pants in that family. It's a fucking disgrace. Yeah, no, he Howard to me is for sure the number one creep in this whole, <laughs> whole situation, dude. Honestly, <laughs> great calls. Honestly, because Howard was I definitely because Alan Carol, is definitely no like the scariest, most evil guy. Is Alan? The rest of these guys are more like uh, almost like white collar criminals, which on the redneck level still includes it includes blowing shit up, you know. But they're like redneck white collar crimes. Alan is just like a fucking ground level street tough. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah big time. And the only reason I can't say Carol is just because he has. Besides yo, 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 the best catchphrase I've ever heard. <laughs> Fly all day, you cool cat kitty. I know. Seriously. I'm definitely going to subscribe to her. Don't forget to ring the bell on my YouTube page. I mean, spoiler alert, I think we all know how I'll be starting the Zoom room party tonight. <laughs> Hello, you cool cats and kids. Okay, I guess moving on to my other uh, huge question of the show. I guess from uh, a creepiest... Well, what about you? Who, uh, just oh, I guess for you. me... Uh, I guess for me, I would probably say in I, I, I'll go just last place. Joe Exotic is easily the least creepy, and I'd say like most <laughs> like honest good person out of that whole list. I would literally say is Joe Exotic, as I think all of those other people uh, are are bigger scumbags than than Joe is. Um, uh, I would say probably Doc, like I mentioned, just for the sex cult uh, thing. Like that's really mm. perverted, crazy shit that's going on. So he's a total maniac. He literally has him has them calling him Bog Bogjois and like all sorts of crazy shit. So he's definitely up there. Although I'll go Carol though. Number uh, uh, I go Jeff and Carol tied for number two though. All right. Okay. And then Garrison is just like he would be if he was any smart. If he was as smart as Joe Exotic, he would be as successful of of a creep. However, he's just a fucking dope, but uh, a total amoral sack of shit. And then Joe Exotic is just a sociopathic lunatic that got caught up in the vicious world of trying to ascend to the top in tiger, Honestly, in, in tiger breeding and webcasting. Like you said, there were, there were actually parts in this whole thing where I felt bad for yeah, no, honestly, he's like, you know, a sympathetic uh, character in some resorts. And in all honesty, just like Michael Vick in a lot of cases, in this country, if you do your time in the criminal justice system and whatnot, like that does, you know, if Joe Exotic does 10, 15 years, that would be, you know what I mean? He Like, that would be good enough to, reser to resume his place in society, in my opinion. Like, he's not as I'm evil as some of these other absolutely people. Absolutely agree with you. You know, but uh, uh, so I guess. But in terms of the, uh, uh, I guess, other highlight, uh, most hilarious character, because this is just nothing but a parade of amazing rednecks. So I guess we'll run through some of my favorites, I guess, uh, uh, or I'll, I'll, I'll give out the list of some of uh, my favorites, see if Devin uh, has any thoughts. But shirtless husband, legless zookeeper, uh, the idiot producer who you uh, who you mentioned earlier that missed out on this whole boat that was just like, how do you? Like, how do 
you have fucking the? How do you start this campaign ten years ago and have it totally fall flat on its face? Like, uh, uh, he was a hilarious schlep. And then my other favorite guy, Tim Stark, who was another a zookeeper that had the most recent yes, falling yes. out. He had my favorite quote of the whole uh, the whole series, though. My favorite quote. He's talking about breeding tigers. He goes, first of all, they're endangered species. I mean, duh. <laughs> talking about the benefits <laughs> of breeding tigers. Just like his like it, like indignant response to like why is this a bad thing was one of the greatest things I've ever heard. And he was just a great like you know they they didn't get into his past, but he kind of seems more like a uh, a, 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 a crocodile hunter. Like, just, like, animal enthusiast who's also a total hillbilly. So, you know, batshit crazy. For sure. But he seems more he like always, a... That guy was great, too, because every scene he was in, that if he was wearing a shirt, there was always a monkey inside of it. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. If he was wearing a shirt, there was a monkey inside. But very, very, very easily could be shirtless in this goddamn uh, series. But he was a hilarious character. Um... Am I missing any other? Am I missing any other great guests? Uh, yeah, I got a few. Uh, I got a few. Staff, of course, I, uh, is a hilarious character just because of. Uh, they could have saved her hand, but she was like, "Fuck it, take it off. I got to go to work tomorrow." <laughs> I know. And yeah. they just never moisturized that stump of her. It was always so like dry and filthy looking. Uh, like I said before, Howard, of course, is uh, just a hilarious cuck. Um, I did like the uh, campaign manager. Okay, who was, uh, great call, Josh. Josh Dial, who worked at the um, yeah, prior to being his campaign manager, just worked at the gun part in the local Walmart. <laughs> and, uh, great call, and that was the guy and, uh, that knew more about. The, and he was like, Joe, like he was like, uh, I just knew more about politics than anybody else in Joe's life. He was the guy that yeah, were the clerk at the gun uh, at the Walmart gun store was the political advocacy in Joe Exotic's life. And uh, you mentioned him, too. John Ranky, the guy who had missing his legs, who didn't lose them in a tiger attack, but in a uh, ziplining accident. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Some fucking hillbilly ziplining thing. he doesn't have legs, and you're waiting for it. Like, dude, what is his fucking tiger know, yeah. And then he was like, oh, yeah, these legs? No, oh, I lost them in the freezer. Everybody thinks accident. it's a tiger accident, but a funny story <laughs> yeah. about, these, about these legs. One more guy too, who uh, who's the head keeper at the zoo, Eric Callie, the guy with the long blonde Okay, hair, yes, definitely head who zookeeper. Also has a uh, another great quote in the series where they're asking people about Doc Antle, and they're like, "What about you, Eric? How many wives do you think Doc Antle has?" He just goes, "I don't give a fuck." <laughs> yeah, dude, that guy was a perfect like an- like just antisocial like a uh, a uh, 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 Columbine shooter who never shot up the school. You know what I mean? Like he grew up in the eighties <laughs> before school shootings. Otherwise, definitely would have shot up the class. Fucking no yeah, doubt, no doubt. But just like an <laughs> antisocial fucking, fucking metalhead. And that's just the thing with everybody that worked at the zoo is that there was nobody who was like trained with him. You're either all like meth heads, potheads, yeah. fucking alcoholics who just like stumbled upon the property and they're like, yeah. all right, you've been here a while. Want to be head zookeeper? Yeah, no, for like, sure. Sure. They were just literally this fucking Joe Exotic just found like a, uh, they literally said that, you know, like a group of ragtag, the ridiculous six, basically. This fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, Billy Adventures. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, that's what you're going to get when you're dealing with the Oklahoma Tiger trade, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to get a lot of hillbillies involved. 
But you're right. Those are some very solid choices. Potentially, I guess for me, I'm going my favorite. You raised up a very solid case for campaign manager because he was like actually the – because his back, his thing as well was just like, you know, I like he got offered the job and then it's just like that's the kind of job I guess you take as like a young, you know what I mean, kid with ambition like to just run any political campaign. But then just due to the cast of characters that were surrounding, he was like, dude, I couldn't fucking – like how could I not show up to work every day with these assholes fucking – but uh, <laughs> yeah. so he was—he he was wake great. Up sometimes with Joe Exotic's husband pointing a gun in his face. Like, Come on, man! I told you not to do that. And then the guy just shoots himself in the head instead. That's not funny, Travis. <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but I guess my favorite character probably would be shirtless husband. I got to say. Sure, sure. I'm happy not be. <laughs> yeah, I mean the uh, uh, hilarious development that his teeth were, were were totally fine this whole time, but the uh, between the teeth and then uh, of course just the like the uh, uh, ending up marry- or going out with the girl that was the clerk and just like after showing all this, the, uh, such a great turn after the first couple episodes, just being like a devoted, loving gay hillbilly. So then just being like a straight meth head a couple episodes later was an absolute amazing turn. Oh, and his hilarious uh, cover-up tattoo on his back, the Joe Exotic tattoo, he just gets a big bull head on top of it. It doesn't even cover up the whole thing. I know, you can still see the J-O and like the uh, C-T. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking amazing. But I guess now that we, uh, before we get to our official review, that's our rundown of it. We do have a couple of uh, kicky questions we want to ask each other. Cue Andre Dobby. Dobby, cue the music. Yo, let me ask you. Kitchy questions. Kitchy. All right, so that was the Kitty Question song, of course, by Andre Davi. Uh, Check him out, uh, SoundCloud, that- Facebook, Andre Davi, That's all right. your social medias. He does have some new real songs out there, too, right now, so check those out. You know, unfortunately, we like to point out not just hilarious podcast parodies, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a part of the show where we like to ask each other a couple of kitschy questions about what we just watched. Uh, Me, I always ask Liam if uh, this is the kind of movie that he would go see in the theaters or if it's theater-worthy or not, which I might switch up on this one. Okay, yeah, we'll have to uh, slightly alter that one, I guess. But And then I usually uh, ask Devin, who, of course, is our resident uh, uh, franchise universe guy, how would we parlay in this one into a sequel? And I guess we did mention, uh, uh, by the way, that there is going to be the sequel episode. What's the story with that? Correct. I didn't even know. So you, this you broke Sunday, the news to me. Yeah, this Sunday, Easter Sunday, no less, uh, there's going to be a follow-up episode hosted by Joel McHale, no less. And I don't know if it's going to be another episode or if he's going to be talking to uh, some of this crazy cast of characters. 
But there is going to be one more Joe Exotic episode on Sunday. Okay, but nice. Is it going to be kind of like one of those Andy Cohen uh, uh, episodes on on? That's E-Net? my thinking of it. Okay, that's nice. Where he gets the whole cast back in like a studio like. and everybody can. Well, I guess not the whole cast, but everybody that they can get back. But yeah, very Anyone interesting. Who's got a shirt. There, so that's a must-watch. And I guess spoiler alert, but we'll catch a uh, we'll catch you up on that on the uh, next Geeked Up episode, of course. But Correct. I guess. Uh, 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 so instead, I'd like to ask you, I guess, though, uh, instead of like an official sequel, I would ask you, who would the best potential spin-off series be? All right. Or if you wanted to see a sequel, uh, how would you handle more Tiger King docu-series in our lives? Okay, because it's an interesting thing, because I don't think this series, like you said, necessarily warrants a sequel. I know they went down that road with Making a Murderer. And I don't know anybody that watched the second season of Making a Murder. <laughs> That's a good call. The first one you was know crazy. I mean? I yeah, think, for sure. like, the first one was crazy. You got the story. Like, there really was no follow-up that I needed for it. So in that aspect, I wouldn't do a direct sequel. The only thing that maybe I would do is actually go for like a spinoff, is go in more of a true crime kind of series and really dig deep in the whole Carol Baskin murdering her husband uh, case. Yes. Great I know call. that Tampa. I know that like Tampa police are now looking at the case again because of this. For sure. So this might not all end well for her, but I think you <laughs> can make a great down big true time. crime. Yeah. A great true crime documentary about the actual Carol Baskin case killing her first husband too. Yeah, and yeah. Very, like, very you know, interesting. I think that, that- as well, I just think there's lots of other skeletons in her closet as well, and just even in the yeah. animal rights. I don't think anybody in this tiger trade industry is at all, like, holy, you know? So I think that there's some animal rights issues even with her who's pretending to be, you know, uh, animal rights-oriented. I think she's really more of a conniving business person and then obviously murdered her husband, so... Yeah, absolutely. As well, they could show some footage of her from when she was like a a hot 19-year-old runaway. That always helps. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I want to know how, like, this guy really made his millions. You know, what's that all about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, great call. That guy did seem very interesting. What were all these – because that guy did as well, actually, though. Like, his frequent trips to Costa Rica – you can go up missing when you go to Costa Rica in the 80s. You know what I mean? So (laughs) it's not necessarily – like, just because there was a one-episode Netflix thing thing that made it seem like she that she was obviously because the, just because this guy's uh, daughters think she did it doesn't actually mean that she did it just because she's like a ruthless money hungry bitch doesn't mean that she really killed her husband necessarily but that's why we need to do the special i guess for me i would go with the wild crazy sexploits of doc antle having sex <laughs> having, having three ways yeah. with smoke shows with fucking orangutans jumping around uh, uh <laughs> great series that's basically like the first scene of uh, Ace Ventura 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, uh, so would that bring Fantastic. you to... Yeah, so usually I would ask you now, would this be warrant a uh, theater watch, or would it even warrant going into theaters? Since it's a series instead of a actual movie, it's kind of hard to ask you that. Well, I mean, I uh, answer's you. obviously yes, if we're doing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they re-release this oh. in, in six parts in the theater, I'll be there. Yeah, just one long one. I mean, shit, Irishman was like five hours long. <laughs> yeah, Why that's not true. I literally watched a five-hour Grateful Dead documentary at a theater one time. But... <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> but um, so I'm going to ask you this time, who do you think would be cast 
if they made a live action movie of this. Okay, Not a great call. But a real movie. Who's uh, heading up this cast? <laughs> I mean, I guess I gotta go a little bit. Uh, uh, I'm going to go kind of in Roger Rabbit style, all right? But, uh, of course, Joe Exotic is going to be played by Cletus the Slackjawed Yokel from The Simpsons. (laughs) 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 I believe. Really, I mean, obvious thought would be David Spade re-picking up the Joe Dirt character. But this guy was such a walking Cletus that, like, in an episode where Cletus hosted a tiger farm, this is fucking exactly what would happen. So You want to know uh, my my hot take on it? I would say... uh... Sam Rockwell, I think, would kill it as Joe Exotic. <laughs> all right, good some good good Oscar bait for all right for my Oscar <laughs> bait. I guess I'm going Ed Norton as shirtless husband. Definitely, you uh, put the tats back on from American History X, and you knock out some teeth. You put some raisins over some teeth, and he's fucking good to go. All That's right. funny too, man, because people are saying they want Ed Norton to play Joe Exotic. <laughs> nice. I mean, why not? He's a great actor, but I'm not really seeing Joe Exotic out of him. I could maybe see, like... See, for uh, Fearless Husband, I was thinking Dave Batista. Okay, yes. Batista would be a good one. That would be a good one. <laughs> I would uh, I would say for, a re- for like, an actual uh, 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 Joe Exotic, though, how about, like, a Stifler? He could maybe pull it off. Like, you need somebody comedic. You know what I mean? Like, because the the guy can't be played without, like, comedy is the fucking number one. You know, that's why I think uh, Edward really touching to the heart and soul of a fucking shirtless husband would really be. All right. For uh, Jeff Lowe, though, I've got to go ecstasy, dad. I mean, uh, from a, the HBO special and YouTube, the HBO, uh, I mean, for, sorry, MTV special and YouTube, NBA, true, uh, MTV, true life, ecstasy dad. If you want to see the real life, Jeff Lowe, <laughs> All right. uh, for okay. Carol, I'm going Drew Barrymore. All right. For Carol. Yeah. Hot runaway teenager turned into like crazy, you know, 40 year old or whatever. Okay. Uh, and then of course, Doc Antle, I'm going Stephen Root cause, uh, we need our Stephen Root rule. <laughs> and I want to see Stephen Root and some orgies with tigers in the background. Uh, I have some good ones for Doc Antle. I said, uh, if you want to be kind of serious about it, Kim Robbins would play a pretty good Doc Antle. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I can see the, and uh, if you want to get crazy with it, I mean, how is meatloaf not cast in this role? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. The loaf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, uh, this is probably not too far sure. off from the. I'm sure Meatloaf, if we took a deep dive into his life, I'm sure there's some fucking uh, trapped teenagers in his said, in his uh, basement. For for Jeff Lowe, I'm definitely going Mr. Blonde himself, Michael Madsen. <laughs> okay, that's a good call. I was thinking if I had to give you a real one, I'd go Joaquin Phoenix, just because like a you know okay. I mean legitimate sure, legitimate sure, sure. kook. I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess for uh, for Alan, I'm going, I guess, like you had Batista. For Alan, I'm going Stone Cold. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Great call. I can't even argue that one. Oh, and then, of course, for uh, Howard, we have Ben Stein. You nailed it on the head with that guy. Yeah, Ben Stein, for sure. <laughs> um, I got one for James uh, Garrison, the fat sellout guy riding that uh, Wave Runner. Patton Oswald all day. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Put a long hair on Patton Oswald and just again because you need comedic for that guy. That guy was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> Patton Oswald. I mean, come on. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say that's your cast. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, for sure. Carol Baskin, I was going more Kate McKinnon or Meryl Streep. Kate McKinnon would be a good one, I guess. But uh, I guess for all of your casting, we want your casting opinions. And again, we're going to get into it a little bit later on the Zoom room uh, if you're if you're listening now. But uh, uh, we do want you to send your uh, uh, casting picks to the Geeked Up Podcast at Gmail. We're going to be coming at you with the new Geeked episode uh, uh, next Tuesday, and we'll read off some of your uh, uh, your cast your casting calls. For sure, 100%. Send them in, guys. Or tell us tonight on the Zoom room. But the only thing that leaves us with this now is to give it our official Netflix and chat review. Yes, the official review. And I'll let Liam kick it off because his uh, breakdown takes two hours to explain. <laughs> yeah, I have a little bit more of an elaborate rating system, of course. But, uh, yeah, I guess for our big review, if you're not familiar, uh, if you're not familiar with my rating system here, if I, if I like it, I give it a hearty Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hell yeah! <laughs> if I don't like it, I give it the David Allen Greer, Damon Wayne's Men on Films. Hated it! <laughs> if, I, if I really didn't like it, I give it the Nick Cage from Mandy. And of course, if I absolutely loved it, I give it the Rudy's dad. This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. And I guess uh, for today's episode, I think it's a little obvious, but I think we'll do something a little special here for today's uh, today's review. Because also, Devin, I'll let you I'll let you join in as well. Oh yeah, we're giving a combined. Yes, because I believe, review. I mean, there's only one rating to give it. So I think me and Devin are going to give it a joint, uh, uh, give it the official geeked up Rudy's Dad. Oh, Rudy's Dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. <laughs> so I've stolen one of these Rudy's Dads before for, uh, I think, the last series we did, which was Stranger Things. But I think this is the first legitimate one Liam's actually given out. Yes, this is my this is my first official Rudy's dad in the year plus of Netflix and chats. I've given a lot of Stone Cold uh, Hell Yes. I've given a, a lot of uh, uh, David Allen Greer Men on Films hated it. Even a couple of Nick Cage Mandy screams, but I have yet to give the official Rudy's dad. This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. But I guess, really with this, there was only one option. I mean, it really had it all straight-up hilarious as well as, uh, uh, you know, just legitimately intriguing by the end as you want to know what the hell happened. It had, you know, glimpses of, uh, of social injustice, glimpses of, you know, uh, mistreatment of animals, and uh, a lot of, you know, socially relevant kind of shit going on, as well as just absolute batshit crazy entertainment levels, so... Yeah, no, there was never a moment where I was 
bored in this. In fact, the longer it went on, I was like, what? What? It just got crazier and crazier and crazier. <laughs> yeah. The only potential chance I would say that it had at kind of fallen apart a little bit for me was by episode five when they got kind of into the murder for hire thing. After such a setup, I was expecting it to be a lot more. Uh, after such a setup, I was expecting it to be a lot more of like an obvious he did it in some crazy, hilarious kind of fashion. So then when it took, like, the turn of, like, is Joe, is Joe Exotic being framed, it was, like, uh, uh, just an absolute, you know, just a uh, home run of, like, by the, <laughs> by the end of this, like, we're literally, uh, Trump's going to, uh, hopefully Trump's going to pardon this guy, because... Dude, Joe... in the world we live in, who fucking knows? <laughs> but, so, for it to take, you know, a lot of twists and turns, and, like, you know, especially for me who watched it kind of after the whole craze and like you know a uh, 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 scenario had kind of like you know after it just had been such a big smash hit and you had kind of heard so much about it then watching it uh, and just hearing about all these other maniacs and Joe Exotic totally living up to the bill for everything I thought he could have been <laughs> you know like it was really just uh, a, a really yeah, no, yeah I guess that's a good point too because you kind of got into it after all the hype and that kind of ruins a lot of things when people hype it up so much Yes, but, uh, definitely. No, especially this, especially knowing that he was in jail. I guess they do say that at the beginning, but you know what I mean? Like, there was the whole, even like, ironic uh, uh, quest for justice for Joe Exotic, but like, you know, I had kind of, just, I was just aware of that, so. Yeah, but, no, 100%, man. Still didn't miss a beat, so though. I, I guess this would usually be when we ask old Brad Pitt, uh, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> But we already know it's in the box because, you know, we can't get out of it no matter how hard we try. So we will finally be giving our review of Marriage Story next week. <laughs> I know. We've, uh, we've been putting it off as long as we – literally since, uh, since the Oscars. <laughs> we've been putting Correct, this yeah. – But uh, uh, I so guess – So we might yeah. even re-air our old Oscars uh, prediction before it and then yes. doing the actual Marriage Story – that's a good call. We'll uh, catch everybody up on the uh, 2020 Oscars with our. We've already given the full rundown of uh, of all the movies except Marriage Story because that was the one we were saving to Netflix and chat about. So I guess you know recent. Uh, I did it win any of the awards? Did uh did Driver uh, win I anything? I think uh, Laura Dern. Lo okay, Laura, Laura Dern, Dern won. won something. Okay, yes, I was gonna say I didn't think. Uh, Scar Joe or uh, Driver won anything, but they were both, you no. know, and, uh, both Randy nominated. Newman got robbed. <laughs> what was that? For best song. Oh, Randy Newman got robbed. I, yeah, I mean, well, we'll get into it, I guess, but because uh, yeah. uh, at this point we've both seen it as well because we were both planning on doing this episode, but it got Corona called off. So we've already yeah, both I got seen the it. coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to have to uh, give it a second watch, I guess, before before doing it before doing our episode but so that'll be coming up next week and again join us in the zoom room uh, tonight and every friday night some interactive geeked up hanging mm -hmm. so the first one's 10 o'clock tonight eastern standard time come on join us talk about not only the tiger thing but all things geeked up other things you might want us to watch your opinions on all this um but, yeah, we'll be doing this every Friday night, too. Like I said, we'll be doing Geeked Ups on Tuesdays, uh, Netflix chats on Thursdays. So we got plenty of content coming for you guys in this quarantine hell that we're all in right now. <laughs> yes, yes. But with that, um, that was Liam Whalen. I'm Devin Barnes. And for all you cool cat kittens out there, 
Well, you know you're going to have to listen to it. A little here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> Oh, 
time to get geeked up. Woo! What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on.